0: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked
1: On Today.
2: It wasn't always pretty, but the Rams still got the win. Dodgers Giants, the series we've all been waiting for. Plus, are the Astros set up for an easy series? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports.
3: Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
2: The L.A. Rams got beat down in week four by the Arizona Cardinals. And for their troubles, they get to go to Seattle on a short week. But guess what? They were up to the task. They take down the Seattle Seahawks 26-17. to 17. Joining me from Locked on Rams, Sosa, Comendros and Sosa, this is a Rams team that I don't know that they played great on Thursday night. I watched the game and I'm still sort of like, wait, how, how did they win by by two
4: scores? I, I don't quite understand it. Uh, make, make sense of this for me. Yeah, this was a weird performance. I mean, from both sides, especially the Rams, because you know, if you're a person who fell asleep at halftime, I I feel bad for you. You probably went to bed thinking that the Rams (laughs) came out of this game with one of the worst performances we've seen uh, in the Sean McVay era, which is what it felt like really uninspired, uh, sloppy football. I mean, they couldn't do anything properly in the first half. Um, Of course, they did get that one red zone trip where Matthew Stafford throws, you know, one of the worst interceptions you're ever going to see in your life. I don't know if he was throwing it away or what he was trying to do there. But um, I guess they adjusted at halftime, things kind of you know, turn for the better for them in the second half where you start to see a lot of these receivers running all over the field open. Matthew Stafford starts to get into that rhythm a little bit. um, And they create a few big chunk plays, which is, I think, kind of the difference here. And then, of course, you know, the Seahawks didn't really get their quarterback back in Russell Wilson after he sustains the uh, finger injury, which is no good. But um, for the most part, you know, they did a good job, I think, at just adjusting at halftime, and it showed in this game.
2: You mentioned the sloppiness and, and some of the halftime adjustments the first half. And the Rams could not get their offense going. And Matthew Stafford has really not looked right the last couple of weeks when you go back and and they get this, this triumphant win against the Buccaneers. But then they really do not look good in week four. For for most of this game, they do not look good. How much does a win like this make you forget about that stuff? Or are you still in the back of your mind going, yeah, well, but like for half this game, it was it was really ugly.
4: Yeah, I I don't think I can forget about it. I mean, even when you look at the defensive side of the ball, they didn't look good. I mean, there was not a lot of resistance here. Anytime you're letting Geno Smith drive 95 yards on you uh, for a score, a seven-yard touchdown, or sorry, a touchdown, seven points there, uh, that's not good, right? This guy doesn't even get snaps during the week. So um, not ideal. I think the defensive side of the ball is definitely a huge concern. There's no doubt about that. Um, But then the offensive side of the ball maybe a little bit better, but even then, like you mentioned, you know they still don't look 100% right either like i think the rams when they made this trade for matthew stafford you're expecting 30 plus every game and you're expecting things to probably be a little bit more smooth than they are right now and i don't really know what to chalk that up to whether it's you know a lack of chemistry because the rams do not play anybody in the preseason uh could be the hand injury could be the finger you know there's there's a variety of things that i think we could chalk it up to here but uh the schedule does ease up a little bit here you know they're going to get some of these teams like detroit, houston, uh jacksonville not exactly the best teams in football so um, probably going to balance it out statistically here, but I definitely think, you know, when we look in week 15, 17, uh, around that playoff time, if they haven't improved from what we're seeing right now, there's probably not going to be that much hype around them. So
2: thanks for making locked on today. Your first listen of the day coming up Dodgers giants, the series we've all been waiting for.
1: Now here's what you need to be locked on today
2: people wondered if the Red Sox would carry over momentum from their huge wildcard win over the Yankees. That did not happen. They got shut out in a game against the Tampa Bay Rays 5-0. Locked on Rays host Ulysses Sombrano was there to witness game one. Well, that's
1: a way to start the playoffs. with
3: Rays Walker Franco being clutch, Daniel really is stealing home,
4: a fantastic team win. Everybody came together. This is exactly what the Rays did for 162 games, and they're showing it and again in the playoffs. Game. I'm
1: excited.
0: You're excited. Raise up.
2: The Dallas Cowboys have looked good. The Giants, did they look better in Week Four? What will the keys be to victory for Dallas this week? I'm Landon McCool with the Locked On Cowboys podcast and the Cowboys key to victory versus the New York Giants this coming Sunday is score often and early and put your foot on the throat and do not let them get up. A lot of the Cowboys are still pretty upset with the way things ended for Dak Prescott last season on the field for the against the New York Giants, and they're ready to channel a lot of that aggression and anger to the New York Giants football team. And I think for the Cowboys, they just need to prove they're the better team by getting out to a fast start, putting them away early, and then burying them, making the the Giants offense one-dimensional, coming after uh, Daniel Jones and attacking him, and do not allow the Giants to play a balanced offense uh, throughout the game, or they will probably hang around way longer than the Cowboys want. It's been an interesting week for the Jaguars to say the least, but when Sunday comes, what can they do to get a win against the Titans?
1: Hi, I'm Tony Wiggins with Locked On Jaguars. Here's the keys to the Jaguars' victory, and I'm already calling a victory over the Tennessee Titans Sunday. The Jaguars have to stop Derrick Henry. That's number one. Number two, the Jaguars have to stop Derrick Henry. And number three, the Jaguars have to stop Derrick Henry. See how simple that is? That's all they got to do, and they'll win the game Sunday, like I'm predicting. Did I tell you that they have to stop Derrick Henry?
2: Fantasy owners rejoice. Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey says he definitely has a chance to play in Sunday's game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Way to take a stand. Definitely has a chance. McCaffrey was listed as limited on the injury report for the second straight days. The Panthers eased him back into practice to avoid any setbacks. Coach Matt Rule said on Wednesday his star back would be a game-time decision. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your pro and college football action. Week five lines in the NFL are here. It's NFC and AFC North leaders, the Bengals and the Packers. Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay is giving three and a half against Joe Burrow and the feisty Cincinnati Bengals who do, in fact, lead the AFC North. That's not a typo. The Chiefs bounce back after a two-game losing streak and are two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Buffalo Bills, who dropped 40 in a shutout against the Texans. And the NLDS series gets underway tonight. The Milwaukee Brewers are minus 135 against the Atlanta Braves, while the Los Angeles Dodgers are minus 163. That's right, minus 163 against the San Francisco Giants despite the historic season from the Giants and despite the fact that the Giants won the division. For all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Don't forget, use the promo code LOCKTAN to get that deposit bonus. Beep
0: is another
1: story you need to know
0: what's going on everybody this is Kim Becker with a locked on now insider report the MLB divisional series are getting started and here to break them all down for us is our MLB insider Gordon Beckham Gordon how you doing
1: I'm good Kim how are you
0: good good we're going to talk about the last wild card game that brought us to this scenario the Dodgers with a dramatic ending over the Cardinals how do you think that momentum is going to carry on for their new series against the Giants
1: Yeah, I mean, what what an ending to the game that we just uh, saw, and uh, it's it's pretty amazing to to watch the Dodgers do what they do. I mean, every year they're just pumping out wins, right? I mean, that was that was an electric, electric game um, in Dodger Stadium, and now they got to go up to the Bay to face the team that basically made them uh, have to do that playing game in the in the Giants. And I just looked at the schedules uh, when they were finishing the season. You had the Dodgers 18 and three, you had the giants 22 and and five to end the season. I mean, it's just stupid. Like some of the, some of the numbers here are unbelievable. I mean, for the giants to hold off the Dodgers, um, it really shows you kind of what they're all about, but it is going to be an awesome series. I think everybody kind of wanted to see it and, uh, and we got it.
0: Well, let's talk about some other stupid numbers. The giants with such a historic season, 107 wins. What do you think the biggest factor to their success was this season?
1: I, I think it, it, they've got a great mix, right? They've got a good good mix of young guys, old guys. Uh, they kind of came out of nowhere. And generally when teams come out of nowhere, they, they, they start off really hot and then they kind of fizzle out. And the Giants never did. I almost kind of expect, expected it because they're just a, a team that wasn't expected to be this good. But I think it's, it's veteran leadership. And when you have Buster Posey behind the plate, Um, It it adds a certain element to a lineup. I mean, he's been there. He's done that. He's won three World Series. Um, You've got Longoria at third base. You've got some guys sprinkled in all over Bryant's uh, big trade to come over, although he hasn't played great. There's just uh, the offense is good. You've got guys like Lamont Wade Jr. stepping up, doing some things um, nobody expected them to do. Um, so and then you've got their pitching, which is fantastic. They've done everything they needed to do to get their team to where they want to go. And um, it's it's going to be a special series. I'm excited.
0: Well, sometimes when the expectations are lower, that's when these guys flourish. I mean, I think we can say that kind of across any sport, but it's always fun to kind of see that happen. the underdog
1: story, which they're not really underdogs. They're they're not, they're not. They're (laughs) very good. 107. 107 wins. People don't understand how hard that is. I mean, it's just it. And the fact that they had to beat a team that had 106, uh, that's pretty
4: special,
0: just nuts. And another statistic that's nuts. They were the team to have the most home runs in the National League while also giving up the fewest. I mean, how do you even begin to attack this team in this series?
1: Yeah, I, I think that if there's a team to do it, it's the team that won 106 games. I mean, you know, what what I see from the Giants is just the fact that they just show up every day and they play and they're the same team and they have fun doing it. Um, I, I really think that I'll, I'll get back to it. I think Buster Posey's a big reason for it. Um, he's a veteran presence. He's been around. He's done it. He's got other guys sprinkled in that have done it. But the Dodgers are no slouch. I mean, the Dodgers are, they have all the big names. I mean, you kind of have little, like, in a way, the people that have all the big names you got you know goliath over there in the dodgers and then you got little david over here just racking up wins and everybody thinks they're gonna fade and they never do and so i think that the part of the trial by fire that they went through is going to have them fully prepared for this series um so um i <laughs> I, I honestly I, I think that any baseball fan if they're a serious baseball fan will, will want to tune into these games.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Well, I, I got to hear this one. Then what's your prediction for this series?
1: I've gone back and forth like 15 Ooh. times in my head when I've been thinking about this. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with my good friend Buster Posey and the Giants. I think it's going to take five games. Um, but I think that they're going to eke out eat eke out a, a series victory against the Dodgers.
2: For more Locked On Now reaction to the MLB playoffs, subscribe to the Locked On MLB YouTube page. And coming up, are the Astros set up for an easy series? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And right now, for a limited time, you can get their limited time flavor, Cookie Dough Chunk, which you guys the limited time flavors. There's one, I can't mention it, but one of my all-time favorites is coming back very soon. I'm not, I am I don't want you to wait for it. Try the cookie dough chunk. Try, if you haven't tried, some of their base flavors. Coconut almond, love that one. Mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, love that one. Double chocolate, love that one. Double chocolate originally got me hooked on Built Bars. Salted caramel, there's something for everyone. And all of them are high protein, high fiber, Low in net carbs and low in sugar. So you're having, you're having something delicious that doesn't make you feel bad about eating it. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. Agree or disagree? This
0: is the Q of the day.
2: The ALDS kicked off Thursday night, and for the Houston Astros, it kicked off with a bang. They put up six runs, and they beat the Chicago White Sox 6-1. to Joining me now from Locked On Astros, Brett Chancy. And Brett, this is not a surprising outcome in that the Houston Astros won, but perhaps the margin here to win in such impressive fashion. This was a contest that was never really that close. What about this game, if anything, surprised you?
3: It didn't surprise me that LMJ threw a shutout. It did surprise me though that the White Sox didn't find a way to scratch across runs because they do have a talented and potent offense. So the Astros came into this knowing very well that they when they swept the White Sox in in the in the in the dog days of summer, the White mm-hmm. Sox were not full strength and now they are. But Lance McCullers Jr. is the ultimate big game pitcher. He signed that big contract this year, and he really has taken on this as his team. He is our ace, and we call this LMJ Day. Anytime he pitches, it's like a national holiday here in Houston. And it was he had his stuff. He was on. Had he not been on and not locating his his curves or his fastballs, he was hitting 95, 96, um, the White Sox probably would have feasted. And there were a couple hard-hit balls they had, But they just were limited. I mean, um, if you pitch better than the other team, you can typically win. And, you know, I mean, it was – I guess what surprised me the most was you had rookies like uh, Jake Myers. His first two at-bats as a postseason player, he was two for two. I mean, Rake Myers came through, the young rookie, um, and then Jordan Alvarez hitting a home run last year, all the talk about him being in a playoff slump. And so the Astros look to be firing on all cylinders, which the White Sox didn't seem to have an answer for.
2: Yeah, and, and if if the the Astros are going to score, a team like Chicago is going to have to try and match because this was, but you know, by batting average, the best team in, in baseball. This is an offense that we know is highly combustible. So, do you feel like this is a formula? I mean, they're probably not going to get, uh, you know, a, a, a shutout from from their starter every game. But do you feel like this is a sustainable way for the Astros to win not just this series, but but all playoffs?
3: Yes, I do, because the one shaky thing for this team all season has been when you get to the bullpen. We do have this time in the ALDS, the interesting factor of Grinky now being in the bullpen. But with Framber Valdez going tomorrow, if he is on point and his curveball is spinning and he's locating his pitches, we might see the same result. I expected this to be a high scoring series, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. But I was shocked when they chose Lance Lynn to go game one because Lance Lynn is historically really bad against the Houston Astros.
2: <laughs> this is a situation where you know not not every game is going to be like we had the NL Wild card, where it's going to be one one going into the ninth inning especially in the American League, you're going to have to score runs and you're going to have to match what has been, for stretches, the best offense in baseball.
3: Exactly. And one of the things that a lot of people don't realize, and I'm not trying to knock a man while they're down, but we have to remember that the White Sox have a sub-500 record versus teams over 500. They are in the AL Central, a somewhat weak division. So I'm not saying that they don't have a high-powered offense, But I'm also saying that they haven't had to face the Astros a whole lot over the season or teams like the Astros. And that's where I think the Astros are battle tested and probably better prepared.
2: And finally, a 1911 shoeless Joe Jackson autographed photograph by Frank W. Smith sold for a shade under one and a half million dollars, the most ever paid for a signed sports photograph. The auction also featured a Babe Ruth professional model baseball bat with eight home run notches that sold for $1 million, a shade over $1.05 million, plus a 1925 Lou Gehrig autographed rookie exhibit postcard that went for $687,500 and a 1952 Joe DiMaggio autographed handwritten letter to Marilyn Monroe that fetched $525,000. Honestly, the most interesting thing to me, I want that I want that DiMaggio letter to Marilyn Monroe. That sounds amazing. Give me that. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen, Locked On Bats, Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, free and available on all platforms. Coming up Monday, a full football weekend. Plus, where will the division series be? And don't look now. But the NBA and NHL, they're about to start. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.